All right, it is time once again for our worst song ever slash worst Christmas songs ever holiday Christmas special here at Twibley. Oh, the Christmas crap. Yes. My favorite. Yeah. Christmas crap, Christmas crap, Christmas, Christmas crap. Happy birthday, Jesus. Hope you like garbage. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All the songs about your birth are fine. The songs that are peripherally related to your birth, they're going to get shit on today. (laughs) All right. So I think I started last year. So So we'll start with you. We each get two songs, and then we have one song that we both agree on once again uh, this year. So, um, all right. So what is your first choice for worst Christmas song ever 2021? My first choice for Worst Christmas Song Ever 2021 is the song that is going to alienate our audience. It is the song component of the CBS special slash uh, annual required viewing of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks Your soul is full of gunk Mr. Grinch The three words that best describe you are as follows And I quote You are a monster! (laughs) I hate that song so much And when it comes on during How the Grinch Stole Christmas I can't mute the TV fast enough Now here's the thing Uh, Whenever you were picking out these songs with me, yes, you know, last week, actually, whenever we first, you know, mentioned it, like like a month or two ago, you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna go with the the you know the music of How the Grinch Stole Christmas." I was like, "I don't remember." And what is your problem with that? And then you know, doing my research, I I loaded up the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I'm watching it. The Merry Merry Christmas song at the beginning. I like that one. Don't have a problem. How can you one. like that one, but you hate the Grinch song? I hate the Grinch song. Oh my god! I hate it because it's not because it doesn't do it's. It makes sense in the scope of the show. Yep. But when people, when you talk to somebody, when you talk to any human being on planet Earth, yep, living in this era or in the future era, right after 1966, and you say, "Hey, did you ever see the How the Grinch Stole Christmas?" And they go, or you call it the wrong name because most people call it the wrong name. Hey, do you ever see the Grinch who stole Christmas? <laughs> and they go, "Yeah." You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. It's like, that's not a Christmas song. It's not a, It just describes a character in a stupid show. It doesn't do anything to further the Christmas spirit. It's not a Christmas song, but it's adjacent to being a, in a Christmas special. All right, here's the thing, okay? One, that like nonsense word Christmas song at the beginning of it, right? Yes. If there is a song out there and Weird Al covers it and you only recognize the Weird Al version. Yes. That is telltale of, of what the song is because I, I'm i honestly, I don't know the, how the Grinch stole Christmas. I'm not familiar. I only know the Grinch song, really, because Mojo Nixon, who you know I yes. love, did yeah, an immaculate cover of it. And I love Mojo's version of it. And then when I went and I watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I was like, this one is not nearly as cool as Mojo's right. version. But anyway, that happy, happy Christmas, Christmas song at the beginning of the of the special. Yes. Weird Al parodies it with his song Weasel Stomping Day. It's almost the same song. I have I don't know the Weasel Stomping Day song, so I'll have to go listen to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
the song itself is at the lyrics are by are by Dr. Seuss who I mean, I've gone back and looked at them in text, and it, it, it follows the same rhyme scheme that he uses in almost everything else. It just it feels like there's more syllables than there need to be, and it feels off time with the music, which is provided by... Oh, I can't remember who who did the writing. It was the guy that played Dr. Sharovsky on Fame. Remember the Fame TV show? Uh, I, I know. I remember it existing. I don't know anything about it. Well, anyway, that guy was the guy who wrote the music part of the music that the lyrics were adapted to. It's I'm like the vocals by Thrill Ravencroft are kind of cool. As we've talked about that guy before, he was the voice of Tony the Tiger. Yes. It's a really deep sort of baritone voice. Yes. It sounds kind of cool, I guess. It's just the song is it's, it's it's out of place and irritating in a in a Christmas special. Here's the thing. You don't need this song. You need Mojo's version. That's yes. That's 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 what it would be way better if it was Mojo's version. Okay. Um, our resident Mr. Grinch, who obviously doesn't like Christmas at all, because he wants to t- <laughs> take a piss on the biggest holy cow that he can. That's right. All right, we're gonna move on. I'm gonna pick uh, right. my next song. In 1980, your friend and mine, Miko. Remember Miko? He did oh, the disco. Yeah, I remember Miko. He, he did the disco version of Star Wars. Yes. Right. Well, he put out... And The Wizard of Oz, too. Yeah. I have that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, in 1980, uh, your friend of mine, Miko, put out a Christmas album called Christmas in the Stars. A Star Wars Christmas album. Yes. It doesn't have anything tied to like the terrible holiday special, right? It's, this is like a standalone piece of garbage. Yes. that. Yeah, it was its own garbage, right. Um, yes. It, it features a lot of Star Wars-themed Christmas songs. And stories about the the droid factory where the robots make toys every year for S. Claus, right? Most of it is is sung and narrated by Anthony Daniels, who was the voice of C-3PO in the Star Wars movies. Uh, Not just a voice, he was actually inside the suit, too. Right, right. Uh, There's, like, sound effects added in to make, you know, stuff sound like R2-D2 and Chewbacca. (laughs) One of my favorite things ever is there is a song on here called... What can you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already owns a comb? Which is just uh. brilliant, okay? <laughs> but that's not the song I'm going to play here, okay? I'm going to play you this clip. Ready? Listen listen carefully. recognize do you recognize those vocals do you recognize who that is singing uh, no i have no idea okay who that is ready for this that i'm ready that is the very first recording of your friend and mine john bon jovi <laughs> oh he was living on a prayer for that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know a couple of years before his band would become famous uh, mm. Him and his cousin uh, Tony ran away. Uh, they were little runaways. Yeah. They recorded that song. Yep. So his cousin Tony uh, co-produced the album. Live- <laughs> I was like, I just want to keep working Bon Jovi jokes into this. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. 
So his cousin Tony co-produced the album, and he ran the recording studio where it was recorded, and John was actually working there sweeping the floors. So yeah, that's John Bon Jovi's first professional recording of, uh, yeah, R2-G2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Fan-bloody-tastic. This isn't so much garbage as it is like an awesome flea market find, so to speak. It's yeah, I, you know what? I'll go along with that. Yeah. This is like uh, you're standing on uh, Antiques Roadshow and you're like, eh? and you're pointing at this thing on the table. And there I goes, well, that's an 18th century who's a what's it's made by the design school in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's worth, and you get all excited about 18 cents yeah. and you go, oh, but it's still awesome. Yeah, but it belonged to my grandmother. And they're like, you know, your grandmother had bad taste and stuff. Sorry, yeah, grandmother's a whore. <laughs> all right, so what's your next pick? <sighs> all right. My next pick, I have to go back to a childhood with a father who was obsessive about music. And he would get obsessive about a single song and play a single song over and over and over and over and over until you wanted to murder him. Is this going to be another one of those exceptionally popular songs that you just want to be ironic and hate? This is a song, nah, This again, this is a song that I, I hate because I was waterboarded by it. <laughs> More than anything else. It's like Neil Diamond. I hate Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond's a perfectly nice person, I'm sure. If I met him, I'd be like, can I buy you a drink? And Because I feel like I've had your music forced on me since I was old enough to hear stuff. One of my ears has gone dead because of you, I think. <laughs> um, this is one of those things. And it's, God knows, Bill, you know I love, El- I like Elvis Presley. Yep. But I hate Blue Bloody Christmas. <laughs> I hate the song with a passion. And it's because between about... Halfway through the first day of Thanksgiving and the first bottle of Christian Brothers brandy that came along with it until just after Christmas ended. If my father was awake and near a piece of something that could play music, it this stupid song was on. I can think of one other person that really, really hates the song Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. And you know who that is? Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know if I want to sing this one. This one's kind of dumb. Yeah. So sounds like. So here's the clip. All right, so what happened when they recorded the song is Elvis didn't want to record it, right? So, because, I mean, this is a cover song. It's a country Christmas song. Yeah, and I went back and I listened to all the preceding versions of this one yep. before Elvis the Pelvis did it, and the first one is is way more in tune with like what you'd expect to hear for pop music in 1948. It's kind of country, but there's a big band edge to it. The Andrews sisters are on yep. it. And then there's Ernest Tubbs version. And then there's another Ernest Tubbs version that was re-recorded later without female backing vocals. And that one's way more like you have to expect them to talk about making love to a horse halfway through that right. one because it's the most super duper country Christmas song ever. And then Elvis's one comes out and it's it's like it's even more than the Ernest Tubb one, but, but it's a hundred times worse. Well, what happened is, I mean, what really makes a Blue Christmas very like noticeable, like everybody instantly notices it or it's very memorable about it, is the background vocals, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. And what happened was is Elvis had no interest in the recording this song. So he right. said to the backup singers, I don't know, do something stupid. Do something silly. That's why they have that 
And then he did his over-the-top Elvis vocals with the... He definitely does do like Elvis plus 10, yeah. like Elvis, the Elvis that goes to 11. If you listen to any of the others, that's record that came out in 1958. If you listen to any of his other stuff, he sounds sounds like Elvis. Right. sounds like Rockabilly. If you want to do an absurd Elvis impersonation, you're going to go with this song with the, you know, it's such, it's so Elvis. It's so much Elvis. It's not even Elvis anymore. It's self parody. Yeah. And even he knew he's like, this song kind of sucks, yeah. and I don't want to do this one, so I'm going to give him... What, I think, I think what, what I read about was at the end of the recording, he's like, well, this one will never come yep. out. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then it came out, and then he did it like live on his on his comeback special, and it was the biggest... that was the only single from the live comeback special that charted, and it charted to number one, and it's like, no wonder he died. It. <laughs> he died a broken man. Oh, boy. Oh, they're going to get away from this blue Christmas yeah. song. There's only one way out. <laughs> I'll be in the bathroom if you need me. I'll be popping a blood vessel on my eyeball. All right, so my next pick, uh, you know, the New Kids on the Block have a Christmas album. Of course they do. Of course. So the New Kids on the Block put out a debut album, just simply called New Kids on the Block, which yep. tanked, did not chart at all. Well, it's because they were new. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, they were new and they were kids. And they were on the block. And they were on the block. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, they came out with the Hanging Tough album, which was absolutely enormous, right? So yeah. somewhere in between Hanging Tough and their follow-up album, Step by Step, they hit puberty. They wedged in this thing called Merry, Merry Christmas. Like, hey, what should we call this Christmas album? I don't know. Merry Christmas or something? Uh, <laughs> that's not... Okay, I guess Christmas cash grab is out. <laughs> uh, we'll put that one on the baby yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, so most of the songs on here are original songs. There's a couple of covers, like they do White Christmas and The Little Drummer Boy. Of course. Uh, the lead single was a song called This One's For The Children, which honestly sounds like they just went to the recording studio where We Are The World was recorded and swept the floor and then did the same thing for Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. It just it's, it sounds like a charity single is what it sounds like, right? Yeah. But that's not the song I'm picking for this. I am picking, oh. no, no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That song sucks canal water. That song sucks. Yeah, yeah that song sucks canal nope. water. Yes, Christmas canal water. I, yeah. I am picking that's that. It's the fruit. It's the fruit cake of that songs. song sucks. Yule tide. That song <laughs> sucks. The water that you put out the Yule log with. Yes. Anyway, the B side to this one's for the children was a song called "Funky Funky Christmas" to go along with the "Merry Merry Christmas." This one was actually co-written by one of the new kids on the block, Donnie Wahlberg. And when you play the clip, you're gonna be like, "Oh, I wonder what he did." Ready? <laughs> I one I would like to doubt the funk aspect of the funky funky Christmas, and two would be easy for him to work in a couple of hamburger uh, hamburger place advertisements into that. Yeah, later later on. But anyway, what up of that? Later here's, on. Here's the clip. So we have established many, many, many times that just because you like something doesn't mean you should do something. 
outside of the drum beat, there is nothing funky about this. This nope. Yeah, Donnie, you like it, but you're not you're not great at it. And I don't but the whole thing, like, with your big problem with the Grinch that stole Christmas song, where it's there's nothing yes. Christmassy about it. Take the word Christmas out of this. There's nothing Christmassy about this. No. No, I yeah. know. Could, you could find anything that had the same number of s- syllables and it would yeah. work. Funky, Wedge. funky mailbox. Funky, funky cheese ball. <laughs> cheese balls. <laughs> anything with two words. And wrapping up our Christmas special, this year's worst Christmas song ever. Just like last year, we picked really low-hanging fruit with simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Now, what we just said about the Grinch and Funky, Funky Christmas where there's nothing Christmassy about either one of these songs. Yep. The very opening notes of this song lets you know Christmas has begun. Oh. And here it is. There's our girl. There's our favorite ice cream eating from Dial-Up TV. There's Mariah Carey. There she is. It wouldn't be Christmas without me hoping I'd never hear Mariah Carey again. <laughs> Famously, there's the Whamageddon. Can you go the entire you know Christmas season without hearing Last Christmas? I always try to go the whole year without hearing Paul McCartney. But that's imp- They start playing the Paul McCartney Christmas stuff like at the 4th of July. You can't escape that. <laughs> And that's how it is with All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. When we were kids, the beginning of Christmas season was Santa Claus at the end of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. You know? Yes. There it is. You know? Now it's like Mariah Carey Caesar's shadow. And now you get (laughs) the beginning of the Christmas season. Yeah. Yes. The the song sucks. All I want for Christmas is to never hear this song again. But it's on all the time, everywhere. It's on every Christmas playlist. Everybody ever makes anywhere ever and i just like to throw this out there okay get there's a girl it's christmas time she's like oh what did you get me for christmas you're like you get me baby that's all you want right the (laughs) devil's asshole that is not gonna fly that is not gonna go over at all (laughs) all i want for christmas is you to be thoughtful and to buy me stuff (laughs) (laughs) to give me something better than that (laughs) yes (laughs) Look, I already get that 364 days a year. Yeah. I want it to be thoughtful. It's to be something special. And considerate. And I want to... <laughs> Admittedly, I appreciate the sentiment. And the song is sappy and kind of stupid. And it's it really makes its way, at least for me, onto this list because it is hellaciously overplayed. Yes. You know why? You know why this song sucks? Is because it has got more hooks than a goddamn tackle box and it gets stuck in your head and you can't get it out. Yeah. This is where you find yourself wandering around at like a Walgreens at three in the morning when you're there to get cold medicine because one of your kids has the sniffles and it's like midway through November and you're in your pajamas still and you're half awake and half asleep and you you, you can hear it and you start singing along with it. And it's like, I never even learned the lyrics to this song (laughs) and still I know them. Bring it out, Mariah, baby. Bring it. I'm awake now. I'm ready. The saving grace for this song is it has that... Yes. Which which is fun. 
a fun part of any song. But that is going to be our Christmas special for this year. I, ho- I hope you did not enjoy our Christmas songs because they're all crappy and garbage. But you know it is a great Christmas song, and I think this is going to be my new Christmas tradition, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Is at the end of the show, we sign out with Mojo Nixon. We did it last year. Let's do it again this year. Let's, I think we should do that. Let's have Mojo play us out. Play us out, Mojo. All right. Ho, 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 Mojo. <laughs> Merry, Christ- Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jeff. Merry Christmas, Bill. And uh, we'll see you guys in two days for the next episode. Bye. Your soul is a falling dump heap overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of rubbish imaginable. Mangled up and tangled up. Not. You're not. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty your heart is full of stink socks. Your fold is full of cum, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stink, stuck. Say Merry Christmas, Jeff. Merry Christmas, Jeff.